0: Sir, we promised you a great man here tonight. Muscle <laughs> Muscle is running last! We are fighting! We are fighting! We are fighting! Ma 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 are M-m-m-m-m-m-m. Mal. M-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m. Bitch. m m Still rude. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. Shout out to that guy, Greg. I like the, the delicious chicken. It was Rappauk. It was Rappauk.
2: It's professional.
1: it's professional wrestling. 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 Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. It's called Cheap Heat. I am somehow, uh, it's Sunday at one thirty-nine p.m. in New York, and I am somehow alive and back in New York, though so tired. This is one of the days I'm considering starting a cocaine habit. Today, today I've never done it. I think today is the day to get started. Solid, strong drug habit. Speaking of which, just kidding. Let's go to the home of cocaine, Los Angeles. Um, ravaged with the Dipperstein variant, we have
0: Dip. It's Dipperstein nineteen. Dipperstein. <laughs>
1: you see, you seem like you're physically better now.
0: Peter, Peter stand back there's a hurricane coming through I'll
1: uh, uh, we'll get to the, I got to tell that story right
0: that's a great story
1: um yeah there is a hurricane here of of sorts um, I'm,
0: I'm and feeling much I'm feeling a little better today but it's it's um the dry cough has emerged and oh, and and the congestion never ends oh the congestion there's the congestion the congestion I think for my next um my next Sam Evans painting, I'm going to ask him to paint me a bottle of Afrin uh, so that I could just put it on my wall as a shrine to what has saved me from COVID-19. Allowed me to sleep. <laughs> I'm one of the biggest Afrin guys in the biz today. Oh, is that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I- I'm-, I'm doing the spray. I'm doing the pump. I'm, I'm pumping and pumping. Um, guys, there's a lot to
1: get to today. Um, and... Dipperstein first of all tell us just briefly before we get into SummerSlam and the CM Punk of it all how did this this covid nightmare which ended your SummerSlam dreams how did it come how did it become clear that's what was going on
0: well i knew that there was something going on okay there was like a there was a um i knew that there was some congestion going on and uh you know, I, I said to myself, I I started feeling sick. My throat, my throat was, was sore. And I said, uh, let me go get one of those focaccia tests from CVS. Just, you know, I'm, I'm flying. I'm going to be around 60,000 people, 50,000 people. It was less than 60,000 people. Um, And uh, I'm going to be shaking hands at the, at the heat and greet. God forbid there's something going on. And so I, I, uh, I went home and I, I did the two Red line. I got the. I did the thing. I got the two red lines. Oh, you did the thing. I did the thing. So I did it twice. Got the two red lines. I still wasn't convinced. So I drove to the urgent care. I had them swab the the, the do the nasal swab. Negative.
1: I know. And he calls me, and and at this moment, he calls me and he goes, I, "I'm I'm negative." And I said, because I'm a very smart man. And in a rare moment of reverse where I was advising dip said, you got to get another one now. Now you need another one because why would you get it? Two positives, one negative. No.
0: So then you went and got another one. And then I went, I, t- I spoke to the doctor who I got to tell you, uh, seemingly had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> it was very worrisome. Really?
1: Didn't seem yeah. like she understood what was happening here.
0: No, she. The, 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 nurse said to me, you're good. It's 98% effective. Are, are, we get it straight from the lab. You don't have COVID. Then I go see the doctor and the doctor says, it's 96%. So now they, now they don't even know the percentage. Now, we, now they, all the, the percentage numbers are up in the air. So I said, well, I'm going to take another test. She goes, we'll give it to you free of charge. I said, okay, I do the swab, positive. Wow. So for all you rapid test negative people out there, think again
1: think again oof and and yeah as they told you you can get uh
0: false negatives there are rarely false positives that's right so there is nothing that hurt me more honestly it was i, I was the 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 amount of crestfallen feelings in my body yeah you were I,
1: crest you were crestfallen up a storm. I was, I was
0: crestfallen i was crestfallen
1: well people showed a lot of love to you at the heat and greet and shout out to the peckerheads I don't know how many peckerheads came through for our portion. I don't know fifty to seventy-five uh, peckerheads who came through and hung out. And I mean, Ted was making money hand over fist. The high-priced, rare wrestling garments of the millennium.
0: It was quite the garage sale.
1: Oh yeah, the the, the high-scale garage sale of the millennium.
0: Uh, I um, did you did did I tell you about the item I just procured? No, but I'm I I have a live feed from the Bentley dealership, and uh, Ted Hirsch is currently there. I, he's just driving a the Bentley new right Audi
1: now. GT. <laughs> yeah, he's rich up a storm.
0: About a Mulsane, perhaps. You you couldn't believe, I like know, it's, he it's legit he
1: legitimately had himself because there were other dealers there who had great stuff, and shout out to those guys as well. A lot of dope people there, but. Ted legitimately had like, I don't know, two, three, two, three hundred, he had like two or three hundred high level items. Like none of the, uh, there were some, you know, basic, you know, hundred dollars, fifty dollar, you know, what an attitude era! That's
0: fifty dollars at this point. A, a, a uh, yeah, maybe a not fifty. mento shirt that is uh, in, in, torn into into treads.
1: Yeah, no, no, you're right. I did. I, that's. I don't know if I saw anything for fifty dollars, but there was some basic sort of attitude era common stuff that was there. But I mean, you're talking about. I mean, he has things sitting there. He had like a a mid, you know early eighties, the early eighties WWF Superfly Snooker shirt just sitting there in a that you that you would fit into just sitting there on a rack i mean he's got it's an insane collection of things he's selling and people you know i get i i am privileged because number 1 i got into the game early so i got a lot of stuff when the prices were a, a fifth a sixth of what they are now a seventh yeah. sometimes yeah. a tenth of what they are now but also you know, Ted and I have worked together for years. I've promoted his brand, he's given me lots of stuff, so I have a great collection. There are people in there dip who were there was a guy I saw in his hand he had 3 shirts where the sticker price was over $1000. Oh my god. And like the those were the prices. They, they, he didn't, he wasn't negotiating. It this would say, is
0: the the the, the doge coin of, of collecting yeah it uh, would say it that. would
1: it would just say twelve hundred dollars on the shirt and the guy had three of them in his hand what's 1200 right now he it's actually the the guys on my ig stories uh, a lot is 1200 right now in case oh. you're wondering and by the way we will talk about um SummerSlam. there was a large
0: as much as a, as a Gucci hoodie that's pretty much where we're at
1: here, here, here! I talked to the guy. I'm gonna let you guys hear. I, I saw it. it. I saw it. Yeah, the, he was, by the way, a very awkward individual. Did not understand what was going on when I was talking to him.
0: But it seemed like a great. Oh
1: no! But he he seemed okay. This shocks me. The Lawrence Taylor WrestleMania shirt is a thirteen hundred dollars shirt now.
0: I mean, the LT—that's a pretty rare item, dude. There was but a $1,300 time hundred is 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 Bed Bath and Beyond.
1: There was a time when that shirt was floating and floating. I oh, would see still it. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was still a few hundred. But, like, I would see it and be like, I'm not spending $300 on an LT shirt.
0: It, it Wow. Um, Royal that, Rumble. That no, limit shirt, that no limit shirt is over $1,000 because I tried to buy it. I told Ted I wanted it. He said it was too big. It was gargant. It wasn't going to fit Oh,
1: it is gargant. The Psycho Sid um, Shawn Michaels Alamo Dome Rumble shirt looks like it's eight hundred in his hands. He has that in his hand as what? well.
0: He I'm has How much is my razor all over at this point? He, I have a beautifully patinated razor all over. Well, first of all, eight hundred thousand bucks.
1: Not not yours, because you are the smallest man who's ever lived. In fact, dip, actually I had a conversation about you with uh Adam Conta, who has one of the sickest t shirt collections in the world
0: oh tell me more about adam you've you've you, i think you've met him
1: before i think you've met him i may have he has an insane insane collection and I've met many a mark you have and we talked about how you say that you like shirts but you don't really they're fine but they're not ljn's to you like you like them you don't love them if you loved them you would have the greatest collection in the entire industry because of your size. So I say that to say that your razor shirt, if that was an XL, that's a thirteen hundred dollars shirt. Also now, but yours, which is what a small.
0: No, it was it's, it was oversized. Yours I medium? wore it as a sleeve shirt when I was a child.
1: So so maybe a medium or something like that. It. If it's a medium, it's, uh, it's $350, 400 although the prices are way down for mediums. No sane human can wear mediums. Now, maybe the Razor Arrow one, the all-over prints, they're a little bit bigger, so maybe it's a little different, but in general, like for example, Ted was selling that Snooka shirt, I believe, yeah. for 350 and it yep. would fit you. If that shirt would fit me it would be $900, you know, but it would fit you at 350. That's just the way it is. The smalls and
0: mediums are all out there. Yeah, I got to say, I am not the biggest shirt guy because I wear a suit, not in COVID times, in in Dipperstein 19 times. I, I wear a suit every day to work. I'm a professional Hollywood agent. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very skilled at the job. And so... I can't I only have the opportunity to wear them on the weekends. And I got news for you. Not all of my L.A. friends are wrestling fans. And so when I'm trying to look stylish and great, it doesn't to the work. People of Los Angeles wearing a 91 creamsicle colored SummerSlam shirt makes people question. Is this man insane? And by the yeah. way,
1: I, I this is part of my life every day as well. I have people questioning and questioning your talent, though,
0: your talent, you could do whatever you
1: want. Dip, right now, you could go on eBay. On eBay right now, there's a men's small. It it could be too small for you, but I think you could fit it. Sergeant Slaughter, Cobra Clutch, early 80s WWF shirt for 219 Text me that. <laughs> it might be too small. It might be. You'd have to get the this, the measurements. But my point is, you could go and go.
0: Now, let me tell you what. Let me let me give some advice to the cheap universe right now. If you have COVID or if you are sick in any way, and you're sitting around for three days, stay off of Etsy. Okay, there is no more dangerous website on the internet than Etsy. What are you doing on Etsy? I have bought more Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm Hazarai in the last two days than you could ever imagine. What kind of Hazarai are you buying? I'm thinking to myself, huh? How come I don't have a Latte Larry's hoodie? I should have one of those.
1: I, you know, but I got to tell you, so, you know, I have the real Latte Larry shirt. Yeah. Which, But I, I so wanted the real Curb hoodie that they put out. Ugh. It was so made. I major. feel
0: like I can maybe help arrange that for us. In some I don't way.
1: know. I don't know. They did it with that company.
0: Didn't we talk about it at the, at the time? And yeah, was it like, was very
1: hard about. to get. You know, every time I watched some Curb last week, I watched the the episode, the terrorist episode. Yeah. The terrorist attack? Terrorist attack, which is Bed Bath and Beyond. And Oh
0: my God. One of the greatest lines of all time that I use to this day is from that. But keep going. No, tell me the line. The line is uh she he say he's in the he's in the store with the friend who he tells the secret to. And, Mindy Riser. And, and she tells Mindy Riser, right? He tells Mindy Riser about it. And she says, uh, where are you thinking about going? And and she says, I think she says Santa Barbara. And he goes, oh, Santa Barbara is very, very nice this time of year. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> oh, It's not very, very lovely this time of year. It's one of the funniest, one of the most subtle, funniest lines in the history of the show.
1: Um, anyways, let's uh, we should talk about professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. Big fan. Um, I'll say this, first of all. The uh, the Allegiant Stadium is very cool. I understand they had a disaster with the credit card machines failing.
0: Did that extend through the entire event?
1: I don't know, but I heard there was a time when they just started giving out food.
0: Oh, mage!
1: I know. I, instead of people not being allowed to do it, they made the smart decision of just saying, "All right, we're just giving you food instead." Because yeah, you gotta feed people, man. You, you can't not feed people.
0: People sit with for for five six hours with no food, no drinks. I mean, they had to give out like people need water
1: at the very least. People need water, but yeah, there are people who go in there and they're saying, "I'm eating dinner at the event. I'm just—I'll get hot dog and I'll—that's I'll, my dinner." You, you can't not serve the people. Yeah. So that was a bit of a disaster, but the building itself is a.
0: When you're inside, gorgeous? man, it's very cool. It's—it's. It's I gotta eight. tell you, I am not going to bury the show. I'm not going to bury the show, and I, and I, I mean, I have. Wow, you're not because I was texting
1: yeah. with you last night, and guess what you were doing? Burying the show. Oh, a thousand percent.
0: Let me let me just say, and as I re- as I reflected on my diatribe last night on the show, here is what I am going to say: thousand percent. I have made the decision in my mind. Okay, this is big. I, f- I feel like this is big, and I got to tell you, this goes for historical pay per views as well. I and I, I know this was it's, it's it's different, but I don't like stadium shows. Wow, I don't like. the aesthetic of watching wrestling in a football stadium. Wow. Outdoors. I know a stadium is covered with the ceiling, but I don't like the feel of a wrestling show Hmm. outdoors. Hmm. I didn't like the feel of WrestleMania nine.
1: Well, I didn't like who liked the feel of WrestleMania.
0: I didn't like it. I didn't like the feel. What about, what about Wembley? I, I, if you, if I go back and watch it, It doesn't, it it, it hits different in a negative way for me.
1: It hits hits different, but negative, it hits bad different.
0: It hits bad different. I don't like the aesthetic of a show that is seemingly outdoors with that many people. Hmm. I need the greatest feeling aesthetically, in my opinion, the greatest show aesthetically to me is WrestleMania four and five in Trump Plaza. It's indoor, but it's big. And still, to me, felt intimate. So when you uh, I agree,
1: these, I, I, I will say I love the feel of those shows. I, you're, I'm not disagreeing.
0: You know, I'm not saying like, you know, I went to so many shows as a kid at the Wells Fargo Center in Philly, and that just felt like, you know, a regular arena. If you're going to put on a big show, put it on at the Sky Dome in Toronto, put it on at in, in a room like like Boardwalk Hall. But when you start getting into the 50,000 people, it's like impossible for things to feel like they, they're they meaningful. I, I know that people will feel the exact opposite, but I just I can't help the way I feel. Listen, listen, I, listen, I'm I in an arena like that.
1: So they're they're OK, obviously, they're always going to do it because it makes a ton of money. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter. We know that
0: no, this opinion means nothing. Though. And I'm in fact, they, in fact, I, they,
1: they already announced that next year's Money in the Bank will be there. I saw that, which is actually kind of cool. July Fourth weekend in Vegas, Money in the Bank, actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah, I'll see you there, a thousand percent. But so they're they're always going to do it. I enjoy the 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 pomp and circumstance, like you know when it you know when it looks it looks cool during the kickoff show, like you see yeah. the whole stadium. It, it looks the setup during the kickoff show is like this is massive. I hear your argument that once you get into the nuts and bolts of the show, it doesn't feel exactly like a wrestling show. And in the Sky Dome, it works. It, it doesn't quite go to the levels of football stadium. but And, and, and maybe even the same is true with the Alamo Dome. But when you expand to that full gig, I
0: hear you, I hear you. It becomes the story. It like becomes the show. The size of it becomes the show. Like I love an awesome entranceway and like a really cool. By the way, that was the biggest downside of yesterday. It's like they just came down and it was like nothing. And by the way, years ago, that wasn't the case anyway. But like in in the modern era, I need a big entranceway.
1: So so uh, that was the first thing I noticed yesterday. Was after I finished the kickoff and I was uh, trying to see what was going on, I couldn't find the entrance ramp with my eyes.
0: Right, that's and, a problem for me.
1: And I realized that they, they, it, it, they the, it, the setup of that stadium was such they couldn't do what they do at WrestleMania, where they have the huge stage and and they didn't do that. They did a regular sort of entrance way that was kind of buried by the size of the crowd. Anyways, I hear you. It turned out to be 51,000 people. It certainly looked good, and I think given the moment that we're having in wrestling, the competition that now exists, it was a very good look to have a huge show like that. But then you get into the show, and we will not talk... I don't want to talk about every single thing from the show. Um, First of all, I didn't get to see all of the show. Uh, But what... We know... We know that the the negative things, the the biggest controversy to talk about is Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. That is no doubt the biggest controversy people are talking about. People are not happy. And I'm guessing dip is going to be on the other side
0: of this one. Here's what I'll say about this. If Becky Lynch comes out tonight. Tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Friday. Yeah. If Becky Lynch comes out on Smackdown on Friday. And heels off. It was worth it. If if they expect the fans to buy into the fact that she is a baby face and just beat the biggest female baby face in years in twenty five seconds with a with a with a a, a a pseudo rock bottom, then they are in out of their minds. Well, but hold on. I'll on Becky on the flip- Lynch will come out on Friday and will be booed by the crowd. A thousand percent I don't know
1: if she'll be booed on Friday because it will at on on immediately because people will still pop to see her coming out because it's been so long but two things number one I if if that if their plan is to try to force Becky, who's so beloved to be a bad guy, that's a terrible plan. It doesn't make sense. That doesn't even make, it doesn't even make sense. I don't know why. Why well, it would it does you make fight? sense? But
0: they would have needed no. Not to now. Do now more. It doesn't.
1: Why you you don't want to make a returning star like Becky a beloved natural good guy? Don't force her to be a bad guy immediately. Let her come back and be a good guy, and then have a moment. Because when people come back, they're inherently good. Everyone's excited. Dip. They're not going to boo her immediately. It's going to be this annoying trickling into booze where you're like, wait a second, are we
0: supposed to like her or not like her? But that's wrong. If they were to, br- if they're bringing back Becky Lynch and she beats Bianca Belair, who is over like over. Okay. In 20 seconds with a pocock move. That is a heel turn. In my opinion, it is. That's, you're correct. You're correct. Okay. okay. If they, they should have gone, they should have had her start starting to wrestle Carmela. They should have had her, you know, um, you know, uh, running during the match. I told you the, the easiest Pierre play: Air over the head with a chair.
1: Oh, oh, oh! That okay? Yeah. Well, they and, could have. They could. No, no. You know what they should have done? They should have. You know what? I'm on a roll these days. Well, I'm going to keep it going. They should have gone full echoes of Bash at the Beach. Zelina Vega and Carmela gang up on Bianca, are beating the hell out of her. Becky's music hits. She comes down. You think she's going to save Bianca. She stops. She looks around. She hits Bianca with a chair. That Bash at the beach again. Full heel turn. What they did yesterday, Dip, was not in... You're right. It was technically a heel turn because what she did to the the most beloved babyface... Has to be a heel turn, but it wasn't done as a heel turn. It
0: was done as a let's celebrate this win. It, it was, was a crazy. it was a pop. It was it just was let's get a pop. No, it wasn't a pop. I wasn't there, but it wasn't a pop in the crowd. The crowd was 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 like, are you kidding? Oh, you and know. then and then, but here and here's the other mistake they made. They they they, they shot uh, Bianca walking down the alleyway or the, the the entrance ramp, like you know, smirking and like clapping for her, like, oh, you beat me, you did it, like, what? If their intention is to make Becky a heel, they shouldn't have cut to that.
1: Because, because of course, the intention is not to make her a heel.
0: That is so crazy. I mean, oh, repug.
1: Let's uh, let's hear. I want to hear what you're saying. All right. Because I barely, I was sitting there in the dressing room. All right, here we go. Let's listen. We had too many dream matches tonight, and we somehow add one more. And Becky oh, she Lynch. went for the handshake. Becky Lynch is taking care of business with a manhandle slam. Cover of Belair. Lynch wins the title. Lynch wins the title. Lynch wins the title. You know what? You You're not wrong. That was not a pop. It was a pop no. when she came out. It wasn't a pop when she won.
0: No, dude, it was not at all. If she comes out on Friday and heels off and becomes a full blown heel on Friday, I'm good with it. It was worth it. If the plan is to like have her be I don't even know what the thinking is. There has to be some logical thought there that there, you know, she beats the big baby face or, you know, in two seconds. And all of a sudden she's a baby face. That's not how wrestling works. So well, let's see what they do. You, it's it's fair.
1: But I will say, you know, Brian Mann said this yesterday on Twitter. Oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy who hates WWE. But he made the point, if you're in the WWE camp and you're one of the people, and I've been this guy before, I'm not going to lie, who says, well, wait a second, before you get upset about them doing something, let's wait and see how the story plays out. He was, He made the point, and Ryan Mann's not wrong. He said, for everyone who says that, how often does it actually play out that it that it justifies? How often does the end justify the means? Meaning, what you're saying about well, if this happens with Becky Lynch, then all will be well. It's not going to happen that way. It needs to. But but is it going to?
0: It. Yes, I think that it will. I think that Becky will come out. Look, I've been watching wrestling for thirty years. Okay, I know how wrestling fans think. Becky Lynch will come out on Friday. I could be totally wrong, but Becky Lynch will come out on Friday. She will come out with the championship. The music will stop and she will be booed. And when she is booed, that will signal to the creative team, we have a heel on our hands here. Or, you know, maybe there's some grand plan. But by the way,
1: but that had to be thought of in advance because... You'd think. Well, Bianca tried to shake her hand. That wasn't an accident. They didn't freestyle that, right? I don't think so, no. No, that's not how it works. So she went to shake her hand and got rock bottomed for it. Manhandled, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That... That means that that is part of it. Bianca was the good guy going for the handshake. Becky was the bad guy. And, and, and she she did it with a smile on her face. Who, Becky? Yeah. Well, because that, that isn't that being the real. Now, but she, but by the way, they could argue, they could do a skirt around the whole thing where she's like, she still acts like a good guy. And even when Bianca's like, hey, I was there to shake your hand and blah, blah, blah She's like, hey, mate. Well, you know, listen, I'm there. And uh, the, the Irish last kicker is going to do what she's going to do. I had to do what I had to do. She could just do that. I think that she might do that. Well, yeah. And that, that's what I could see. And if she does that, she still ends up basically trying to be a good guy while Bianca's a good guy. And if they turn that into a good guy versus good guy thing, it's so it to me, it's so silly. Oh, it's a waste of space. And Bianca is so good. Boy, Bianca cannot catch a catch a break by the way. Bailey gets hurt. Sasha had whatever now happened with her this week. And here's my question. If in fact Becky was some sort of replacement for Sasha because of the rumors that were out there, well, they had shirts made for Becky already. So Becky was coming back last night no matter what. So, Absolutely. So what was the original plan? I got to be honest, I don't know. If it was if if it wasn't going to be that. Anyways, Um, upside, Becky looks great, very happy to have her back, obviously um, they certainly need everyone, all hands on deck situation, which we would uh, certainly really see come to fruition later in the night when the show closed Um, and we'll do another episode in a couple of days um, where we'll really dig into CM Punk and we'll dig into more things from the, the fallout of this week when SGG is back from Vegas, but Let's just jump right to Cena and Roman. I know that was not your kind of match. Um and I and I do want to say we, Edge Edge and Seth deserve time because that was a hell I enjoy, I think that was the best match of the night. Um I really Ooh. enjoyed Edge and Seth. I I I didn't like that they cut off the Brood entrance. Like if you're going to go full Brood, go full Brood. Yeah. The no, match is a match. It was a match. It was a good match. That was amazing match. But, yeah, but, Dip, if you don't like good wrestling matches, what do you like? Those are two I, Those are two guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Those are two guys who can work their ass off, who work well together, who um, have at least some sort of personal relationship in, in the way they interact that resembles a feud. And on top of that, they tapped into nostalgia of the blood thing. and all, like I would think you'd like that. Like, they're I, actually I trying that. to do
0: something. No, I like it. I thought that was something. Now, yeah, the, but, the, but of the brood all, but, thing was something. But the, not only was the brood thing something, but it was a good match. It was a good match. It was a good match. It wasn't Steamboat Savage. It was a good. Uh, it's match. It's
1: never going to be Steamboat
0: Savage. It's never going to
1: be Steamboat Flair. It's not going to be any Steamboat. Okay, Steam Ricky Steamboat isn't walking through that door. It'd be great if he did. He's like, oh, oh he's, he looks great. Um, so
0: that's worth mentioning. I mean, now, yeah, the, if, he, if he walked through the and the baby was the same age as it was. Oh man,
1: now. I know Cena Roman is not your kind of match. Um
0: let me say what I, mean, I like. A, a big match is my kind of match.
1: Yeah, but you don't like you didn't like the you didn't like the wrestling. You were texting me during it. You don't like no. it. It, no, it was
0: clunky and like corny
1: and well no, but here's no. the thing. I like the story they told in the ring. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. The story being told in the ring, which they set up beforehand, John Cena trying to steal like John Cena continuing to go for roll ups. He's trying to like steal a one, two, three count. Roman keeps kicking out and then eventually just beats him clean. I'm good with that. I am good with that. I think that was, it may, it was Cena totally bowing down to Roman. You are the better guy right now. Yeah. I'm trying to steal a win from
0: you. That's it. I think it started off slow and it was like kind of annoying. And then it sort of built to something that was a little bit more exciting. You know, every, a lot of people hate like, you know, the false finishes. I love false finishes. Right. So I was down with where it ended up. Of course, um, and I ended up really enjoying the last like ten minutes. Of it. I agree. I think it.
1: I think that match built beautifully. Here's the one thing: Zach Linder will never convince me to like John Cena's wrestling. Okay, there, there's a certain style that John has in the ring. I love him as a performer. I think he's an overall credit to the business. His mic work is great. He's he's got everything. Rock. He's Mount Rush. no, he's not. He's Mount Rush. Jace confirmed, but he's, he's Mount Rush. He's not on, and you're lying. It's sad that you're lying to the audience. He's not on your Mount Rushmore. He
0: he's not on my rep Mount Rushmore. He's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Oh, okay. okay,
1: but it's not it's not your personal one. It's the one that. No, no. You, mean, I, the, I, I, you mean the you mean the one that would be created by Vince McMahon?
0: Yes. Yeah, of course, he's the biggest one. Yeah, he's not a, I, 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 Hogan's the biggest one. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not John anymore, Cena's he, the biggest one.
1: I, so my my point is this, though. Regardless of that, we know how great he is. John Cena, to me, is a clunky wrestler, right? And his moves are a little bit hokey. I love Roman. I enjoy Roman in the ring significantly more than Cena. However, let's be real. The Superman punch, the whole, ooh, ah, all of that is also a little bit corny. Yeah. So, so when you put it all together in one match... There's a lot of corny stuff going on in one match. It's a lot of cartoonish wrestling in one match.
0: Yeah, but you know, I, they put on a I good match. I didn't care about that. I thought it, I, I, again, I, all that stuff is fine. There, but like, there was a lot of lazy stuff in the beginning of that match, but it did, it did build to something great, and I love the end. You did had, I not say we need Lesnar? I said it. You were texting during the match.
1: You said we I need Lesnar. We need Lesnar. Now I, I wanted, no point, I wanted Lesnar. I wanted Lesnar to come out to uh, break up the Goldberg Bobby beatdown. That's where I thought we were going. Yeah. I thought Bobby was going to be crushing Goldberg, and then Lesnar would come out, and we would set up for Bobby Lesnar, which I'll be honest, to me, from a wrestling standpoint, more
0: mage. That's okay, the most mage. I know, but here, here's the bigger point. Here's the overall. We got point. something. There is no one left to beat Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar is the only person who can take the title from Roman Reigns. You're forgetting one, CM Punk. Nope. <laughs> who am I? I'm, I'm forgetting one. Yeah. Seth. No. Well,
1: sure, but no. Roman's cousin, The Rock. There you go. He could still yeah. beat Brock and then have The Rock. Not this year.
0: No, no I, the, 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 I would. Why? I would. This year, the rock, in, the rock in Dallas.
1: Yes. Wait, where's this year?
0: Dallas. Right, right.
1: The Rock in Dallas. You're saying Brock is soon is uh, Survivor Series.
0: Yeah. So the Brock. I'm saying there's 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 an there's an interim match between Roman and Drew McIntyre. There's a. Roman match. Well, because Extreme there's a draft
1: rules. soon, so it could be anyone.
0: OK, so let's say there's 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 Roman Drew McIntyre or something at Extreme Rules. I think you get Roman Brock at Survivor Series, by the way, I'll see you there in Brooklyn. You get oh, that's announced. Yeah. Mage. And then you have two months later, you have the Royal Rumble. So. Do you have I, I think that they'll leave the Roman they'll leave the belt on Roman and he'll beat Brock Lesnar. Or do you have him lose to Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, win it back at the Royal Rumble, and then on the road to WrestleMania, we get The Rock?
1: That would be Mage. I think there are several options there that are Mage. Um, And I think last night was Mage. Brock got the reaction you hoped he would get. He now has a very interesting ponytail. But you know what? I bet you liked it Uh, because he looked different. It looked great. Yeah, he looked different. By the way... I swear to God, I told you guys recently on the podcast about the barbers, maestros that are at, are at WWE. They clearly gave haircuts to John Cena and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, everyone has the fade. Yeah. every even, even Brock with the ponytail. He has the WWE fade. And then Cena has the WWE fade, too. Except I don't know why Cena's hair was so high. He had, like, a borderline high top going on
0: it, a high top. it, it distracted I, it me had from had the,
1: yeah you, you look like John Cena right now he just that, John Cena's haircut distracted me for the first seven minutes of the match um I know the Brock part was mage um and then after they went off the air he beat the hell out of Cena I'll say this about John Cena you talk about a guy who just gives it to the business he's been doing nothing but getting his ass kicked when he comes back for the last three years yep he just comes back plays a huge role Last night, he got his ass kicked by Roman and Brock Lesnar. Put them both over. Like, he's just the man. So even yeah. though I I know I'm hard on him uh, from a technical standpoint in terms of my taste of how I like the look of wrestling to be, but I love what the guy does for the business. He's he's unbelievable. He's, he's a total
0: credit. So once you have The Rock lose to Roman Reigns, who then? You, you, well,
1: I think someone here...
0: Brock April could beat Brock. Months away. What do you say? April is six months away. Seven months away. Brock could beat Roman. Brock could beat Roman. And who beats Brock?
1: I'll be, listen, let's, um, We things need to happen. They need to develop people, right? Big, That's my point. Big, big E needs to take another step. The Big E character has to turn up another notch where you could believe he could beat one of these guys. We need people like that to get to the next place of you go, okay, I want to see this. Otherwise, right now,
0: yeah, Lashley Lashley, unifies. By the way, I don't hate it. (laughs) Maybe. That's not a bad suggestion.
1: Oh, my God. By the way, I mean, I I crushed. did, did Did you see how badly I crushed Goldberg on the kickoff show?
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. It was the right thing to say. I was so nervous. I got to be honest. My heart, this guy comes out. First of all, his pyro malfunction. That was obvious. And he was furious about it. You could tell on his face. And then he comes out. My, my heart is pounding out of my chest.
1: Just watching him work.
0: Yes. I, I'm, I literally like.
1: Did you see when he first tried to get Bobby up for the first Bobby body slam?
0: Oh, yeah. He barely could get him up. He yeah, dude, he's 54 years old. I mean, let's let's like he might look great. And he, you know, my you know, my father doesn't look like that. OK, no, no, but oh. he, he's let's he's 54. That's that's old for a professional. Like yeah, for pro, it's not old. It, listen, I'll be great at 54 radio host. You're doing just fine. Yeah. Professional, professional wrestler. 54 is the oldest person to besides flair.
1: No, people 50. did it. People did it into their early 60s, but Sting's not doing one. but Sting, not doing Sting, what he's
0: Sting's doing. Sting 60. Sting's 60 right. Sting 60. But Sting's not trying to do this stuff. No, he's not. He's not doing big lifts. I mean, dude, my heart was pounding out of my chest when he when, when Even when Bobby tried to like, oh, my God, something terrible was going to happen. I, I totally got worked by the knee thing. Totally.
1: Oh, you thought it was real? Of course. It, of, course it. of course.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. He's hit. but then, you know, when it's a not a work when they like zoom in on it.
1: Yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. You're figuring things out now. Did you like the the sun running in the ring and catching the Hurt Locker? I kind of thought that was yeah. a nice twist.
0: Yeah, sure. And I like I the I, I like
1: funny. MVP jumping on the mic and being like, "We didn't know who that was." I and by the way, they should they they need to play into that more. They need to play into the fact that in sports recently, people have been running into the crowd, running out of the crowd. MVP should be like, do you watch the NBA playoffs? Fans are crazy. They're running into the crowd. We didn't know who it was. Like, that, I would lean into that. That makes it feel like a very real thing. Now, of course. Keep it
0: going, with Goldberg.
1: What'd you keep say? It going. Keep it going, with Goldberg. So, hold on. You just said your heart nearly came out of your chest because he can't wrestle.
0: No, but I like the son thing with, like, what I if, like but, that. but he has to,
1: he needs a tag team partner then. Okay. And not his son. And he's 15. <laughs> they need another person with Goldberg. He, the, That match had to go that way because at the beginning, when he was beating up Lashley, I was like, this is impossible. Like, it's impossible. Lashley, who, by the way, Lashley's in his 40s, right? I think Lashley's like
0: early 40s. Lashley, Lashley is in great shape. I mean, this guy... You know, by the way... He's in the best shape of any wrestler of all. He's the, he's a, he is the most... In-shape-looking wrestler of all time. I,
1: I know. I know. He's unbelievable. His body is unmatched. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And by the way, it was, I mean, inter- it was interesting to see. You, you realize that both Brock and Cena are 44? He's Ted R. C. D. without the back name. By the way, they were considering that making that a new shirt. Ted R. C. D. without the black, the, without the back knee, new shirt.
0: I, I, I got to tell you, I was watching Ted R. C. D. the other day on a, on an old. Uh, how do you do? An old Prime time. Oh my god! I mean, the man's back knee was on fleek. All right, guys, we're gonna
1: come coming up after this right now. We're gonna play you the cheap heat live. Um, Greg and I did a little podcast. Obviously, some of the conversations about SummerSlam now will be funny to listen to because it was hours beforehand and we've seen it play out. But I recommend you listen because it's a fun, live, interactive thing. We took other random questions, not about SummerSlam, and just talked to the people. So we're going to play that here next, our live from Vegas heat and greet. And we do, Dipperstein, though, before we get out, we'll spend more time on it later this week. But my God, Friday night, CM Punk, we know you do not like CM Punk. But, man,
0: the goosebumps were there, huh? Yeah, man, they were there. I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I was teared up. I gotta be honest. You teared up. I, lo- I, yes, I was. Because you know why? I love wrestling moments, and big wrestling moments make me very emotional, and always have. Even when I rewatch them fifty times since I'm a child. I know. At, when when I see the Warrior face to face with Hogan at WrestleMania six, I get choked up. Well- I, as you'll hear me say
1: in the live show, because we talked about, we talked about my conversation on social media last week when I said that CM Punk on, at his most over was more over than Rock or Cena, and people were very angry at me. I realized, and I said this during the live show, I understand that statement was wrong about the Rock. CM Punk was not more over than the Rock, but it's exactly what you said. The reason, in my mind, I was able to think that CM Punk is more over than the Rock is because CM Punk, to me, has more emotional moments that hit me than The Rock. So I love The Rock. He makes me laugh. He, I pop. I cheer. His match. He's a better wrestler than CM Punk. All those things. But now, CM Punk has two of the most, like, oh, my God, what's happening moments of the last 20 years. He makes you go, oh, everyone be quiet. What is happening here? And yeah. Rock and Cena are both all-time greats who are well above CM Punk. They do not have the same level of you stop and go. Oh my God, I have to hear what they're saying. That's not what they do. And so I kind of confuse that in my brain with being over because he's so. Those
0: moments are so over for me. They hit you know, me so hard. This is a this is a perfect. And I want to. We, we don't have time to talk about it today. But um, uh, myself, Dan Black, and Skylar Aston a few weeks back um, were three hanging great at- guys. Uh, it's, a, it's a great group. It's a great one of the great groups, and um, it's like a like at the Freebirds, frankly. Yeah, Freebird, free Freebird of J's. Freebird of Jays confirmed. And um, we were doing a Mount Rushmore conversation, and 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 Dan Black actually recorded it and put it on one of his feeds or whatever. But um, the three of us teared out. We we did a Mount Rushmore, and then t- we did five or six tiers of who are all the tiers of of, of wrestling. And I think that it would be useful if, if maybe next week we, we read it out and argue. Oh, you want to go through all the tears? Yeah, it's, it's it's a major conversation.
1: Tearing and tearing. I love it. I love. I'm, we should make this a You're group. Sure,
0: one of the biggest tier guys in the business. Oh,
1: I'm I'm one of the Ebro always says I'm one of the biggest rankers in the business today. I love your you. You love ranking. I love. This, is, ranking.
0: This, this was the ultimate ranking, and I wanna I wanna have a a a a visceral angry argument with SGG about the tears, and maybe oh, maybe I'm we'll sure. it But. Um, but yes, yeah, CM Punk um, create, you know how I feel about him. He created a moment, and that moment was hugging Frank the Clown.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. No one is more over than Frank. No, one, I mean that hug. He got the no, best. It was the hug of the cent. No, no. It was literally Frank Franklin. If you're listening, you literally had the hug of the
0: cinch. That was <laughs> the hug. They were hugging and hugging. They didn't stop hugging, and then he went back to him at the end too. He did. Yes, he went back at in the love. End. They're in love with each other.
1: Oh, congrats! Oh my God, Yo, are you telling me Frank the Clown has pulled both Noel Foley and CM Punk? Oh my God, God the <laughs> man's over. I'll say he's, he's more over than punk rock and Cena. It's Frank. Yes, all right, all right. We'll we'll come back later this week with SGG. We'll do a whole breakdown of the punk uh, thing. We'll talk more about that. And listen, I'll say this. Everyone was crushing me last week. I have changed my argument. Punk is not more over than Rocker Cena was fine, but I will tell you what. He tried his hardest to make me look good on Friday night cuz boy did that moment feel gigantic.
0: I was oh, we like didn't talk, We didn't talk about your gangrel comment.
1: Oh my. Oh yeah, so the two <laughs> Yeah, that
0: <laughs> I mean, your hurricane story too. Yeah,
1: real really, really up, quickly, yesterday okay. Booker was wearing a, a all-white outfit he went to the Pacquiao. i think he went to the pacquiao fight last night he was wearing an all-white outfit so he had like white pants on and a white open button-down shirt he looked great he looked oh he's a great guy a beautiful summer outfit beautiful summer so i told him before i told him before we started i said just so you know i'm gonna make a joke during the show about you going to a, a ditty all-white party in that outfit right and he started laughing and I'm waiting for my spot to get the Diddy joke in. I'm like, I got to make. Hey, Booker's got to go. He's going to one of Diddy's all white parties. And then we started talking about um, Edge and Seth and the blood on Friday night, the brewed blood. And I ended up saying this. You and I, I mean? didn't know And Book was so excited about it. He decided to dress as Gangrel <laughs> 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 Hey guys, the Raw <laughs> Women's Championship okay. is on the line. We'll later. Okay. A triple
0: threat man. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave it there. Think about your comeback for a few minutes.
1: Yo, Book. Booker could not get it together. He laughed for another 15 seconds. He just kept pointing at me and laughing. He was like, because he literally, it, if you poured blood on if him, he, if he put fangs in, he was dressed as Gangrel for Halloween. That is, that was what, I popped like I've never popped for that. <laughs> no, it was, it was 24-7 at Jace. And then, during the show, I was trying to figure out my plans to return to New York, and I'm I'm, I'm talking about the hurricane. And I'm like, oh, there's a hurricane coming in New York, and um, Devon Dudley comes over, and he's like, so what are they saying is going on with the hurricane? I'm like, oh, blah, 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 I'm not sure, blah, blah, And as we're talking, Shane Helms walks over, and I'm (laughs) like, a hurricane's coming through. (laughs) Now, by the way, I had already earlier that day said to people, you know, a hurricane's coming through. I I I was already saying that in talking about the hurricane. And then a hurricane, and then came, a through. A hurricane came through. A hundred percent. All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll do more of it later this week. Um, we appreciate you all very much. Thank you to Wrestling for Sale. Tailgate Social in Vegas. What a great place to hang out. We will definitely do something there next year again for Money in the Bank. Jason Simbel, who put that together. Um, Mimi, who was the GM, I think, over there. Everyone over there was fantastic. Great. Thank you to you guys. Great, great guys. And uh, Dipperstein, stay mage, okay?
0: Yeah, wear a mask and stay mage, will you? Oh,
2: It's professional, professional wrestling. wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening.
1: At this time, I would like to introduce, in the corner to my left, the major Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and, like, sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Red. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler. In the history of the art form. M- 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 all right. Let's, have, yeah. let's, go, let's talk some wrestling, shall we? Good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome yeah. to our heat and greet slash wrestling for sale. SGG, you want to have I, a seat? How'd this man get in here? What is this? Who is that?
2: An all elite wrestling shirt.
1: Wow, SGG. Get him out of here. Here, you want to have a seat, SGG? <laughs> First of all, before we start talking a little wrestling, and, and want to thank everyone for coming out. and uh, and supporting Ted's psychotic habit turned fantastic business. Wanna remind everyone while you're here enjoying us, get a nice early drink from the bar, support our friends here at Tailgate Social who had us out and hosted us. So everyone buy a drink, buy some food, and we're gonna hang out for a while and the bartenders will take care of you. Um, So welcome aboard everyone. An exciting weekend of professional wrestling. I wanna start off with a very
2: troubling announcement. Oh no! Are we going? We gonna start there? I think it's. I think we have to. Okay. Moment of silence, please. Please. You, silence. you guys
1: may notice that someone is missing from our midst. Yeah. Yeah. A member of the the Chief Heat family, a beloved member. A beloved member of the Chief Heat family, to say the least. The backbone, the advocate, if you will. We're gonna get him on Facetime right now, and we'll see how this audio works. He's guys. I'm gonna hit mute. Guys, Dipperstein caught the Dipperstein variant of COVID. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Uh, We have him though. Dip does have COVID. I gotta tell you though, he looks fantastic.
2: Live via satellite. Now
1: everyone, Dip is stuck at home and you guys know Dipperstein, so you know how much this means to him and how depressed he is to not be here. Everyone show some love for Dip. (laughs) Great
2: guy. Great Great guy. guy. Dip,
1: try talking. I don't know if we'll be able to hear you, but give it a shot. Same age, everybody. They heard you a little bit. How are you feeling right now with the Dipperstein variant?
0: I'm, I'm feeling completely repugged.
1: If you couldn't hear him, he said he's feeling completely repugged. Well, I want you to know, Dip, there are psychotic lunatics wearing and buying very expensive shirts galore. A lot of psychopaths here and we wish you were here dip and you have a poor connection good night good luck hold on i'm gonna call you so you can listen instead i'll call him on the regular phone but anyways yeah dip is uh he's pretty bummed out he called me actually I'll, let me not let me not no sell it he's literally morbidly depressed <laughs> he he was like i don't know what i'm gonna do dip try talking one more time on the phone all right well i hope everyone has a great day and is going and going and stays made Dip, if you didn't hear it, he says he hopes everyone has a mage day and is going and going and stay mage. Dip, we love you very, very much. We love you, Dip. Now go back to watching prime time from 1989. Um, so, anyways, w- anything interesting going on in wrestling this weekend? Uh... <laughs> yeah. I think I think this guy can tell us. <sighs> oh, word, my man Laz is in the building. Detroit in the building. <laughs> Yeah. Shout to Laz New theme song tonight Word, congrats oh, Laz That's fire, bro uh, Shout out to Jinder Mahal Now, real quick, let's talk about Jinder Mahal for a second I'm going to pull my mask down um, I'm far enough away from you guys, right? I also just got my PCR test back I'm good and I'm vaccinated, you know what it is um, How many people vaccinated in here, by the way? Make some noise yeah. I I'm not going to say what that says about the cheap Heat audience, but you make your own conclusions. Um, I love our audience. Now, is there a chance that Jinder Mahal wins tomorrow against Drew McIntyre? Tonight. Tonight, sorry. I forgot. Tonight. It's not like I'm working the show or anything. I only have to be there in an hour. So here's the question. Can Jinder win this match tonight? Because otherwise... He has essentially just gotten his ass kicked and gotten embarrassed by Drew McIntyre week after week after week. What do you do at this moment to keep Jinder Mahal interesting if he doesn't win against Drew McIntyre? Because let's be honest, it's probably impossible for anyone to picture Drew McIntyre losing at SummerSlam considering the role that he sort of pivoted into post-title picture.
2: Yeah, like you said, it's about keeping them interesting, right? And for that to happen, for both of them to be still interesting after tonight, Jinder has to win. Because if Drew wins, it's boring. It's LOL, Drew wins again, and it does nothing for anybody. And the same thing with Jinder. He just came back to be buried for, for no reason.
1: I think you need to take your mask off.
2: Is, is, it, is it? It's repugnant? bad. It's so rough. Repugnant?
1: Try it again. Now me hear here just talk in.
2: I was going to say, for, for this to be big, Jinder has to win.
1: Yeah. I, I, maybe. Now, listen. Hopefully, there are people more creative than us who can make decisions that can find something interesting around that but to me, to stretch this out without gender, at least either winning or being disqualified by doing something incredibly dastardly, you know that could maybe stretch this thing further but otherwise I'm just curious to to where they go. I don't want to go over the entire card uh, on this limited time, we have everyone hanging out here at Tailgate Social in Las Vegas, and by the way guys make some noise for yourselves, I appreciate everyone who came out so much Work.
2: work We hope you'll hang
1: out more, spend some money at the bar. If if you're wealthy, spend some money with Ted because he has some incredible, ridiculous merch it's, over it's there. It's crazy back there. Um, really everyone is. here uh, brought amazing stuff, so we hope you'll get some I see stuff. Some cheap
2: Heat shirts.
1: Beautiful Cheap Heat garments right there.
2: Hot dog chicken showdown. There was a hot dog shirt. chicken showdown. There was a hot dog chicken showdown shirt around here. Oh, and
1: there's a there's the newer Cheap Heat shirt. I saw a 24/7 Championship shirt I here. I saw
2: the 24/7 championship It was
1: very nice to see. So we don't we won't break down the entire card, SGG, but. Um, Is there any sort of sleeper match you're looking forward to? I mean, obviously we know tonight is about Roman and Cena, and we know that. And if you weren't already, if you didn't already have a good hunch of what the outcome might be, (laughs) last night Roman announced that if he loses, he's leaving WWE. Listen,
2: man, a lot of people felt like that was very spoilerish, but I don't know, because I'm thinking about another SummerSlam classic, the Heart and Soul match, Bret Hart versus Undertaker, where it was... If Bret Hart loses, he won't wrestle in the States again when he was already over everywhere else and Sean was the ref. So that led itself to undertake a retaining, but Sean counted the three. So that's predictable so, outcome.
1: So you never know. So you you're really saying, don't. Now that would be, of course, the cool thing. And I think we all would agree that after the events of last night, this is a time when you have to start doing things that make people go holy S. And if Roman were to lose and John Cena get his 17th championship, and us not know the, the, the state of Roman Reigns, let's be honest, that would be very interesting. It would. It it would, would be, that would be fascinating stuff where you would not know how it's going to go next. I don't know if it'll happen. Also, did, did, is it me, or did, has John Cena not once mentioned that he'd be breaking Ric Flair's record for 17th oh, no, championship? no, he did. He said it by name? He did. Last week he said his name? He didn't say his name last night. No, no, no. He said, but the point I'm making is, he said 17 championships. I don't think he said Ric Flair once, which is interesting. Um, now, real quick, how many people here want John Cena to take the record of 17 championships? How many people would prefer if it was forever Ric Flair's 16 championships? Hey... I, I would I, – I, you know how I feel, SUG. It's but, but not about know. Cena, though. It's not, it's not what you think. It's not about Cena. It's about the fact that I would like the idea of keeping that record to a time when winning the championship did mean more. Like, we all would agree, the back and forth of the title now. I mean, Sh- Charlotte's going to have 16 championships before we blink. It's, a, it's just a different era.
2: But, I mean – Cena already tied it, so didn't that tarnish it a little bit? It does. It's already, he's, ru- he's, it's already done. No, you might as well run. go now. Yeah, just, just end it. Ric Flair's had a great run. He got all his flowers. He's a, a, a superstar, a pop culture icon. Just pass it on to somebody else. Who and his son-in-law's
1: ride. a great guy. Um, all right, so is there a sleeper match that you're most looking forward to?
2: I think the Bianca Belair match. And I'm calling it the Bianca Belair match because, you know, we we didn't see what we didn't see them on TV last week. We didn't see them on TV last night. We don't know who Bianca's gonna be eventually facing. So it it could be could be Becky. It could be Naomi. It could be somebody else we're not thinking about. It could even be Sasha. But I'm whatever,
1: predicting it's Sasha. Whatever I, I this feel Bianca like
2: Belair match ends up being, I think that's gonna be the sleeper match.
1: Now I wonder. What I could argue is is at this point anything Bianca Belair does sleeper. Because basically at pay-per-view, she shows out. Like, I, yeah. I'm very confident that's going to be great. You know, I wonder if we're going to catch, like, I think the WrestleMania sleeper match was Sheamus and Matt Riddle. I think that was an awesome match that if you were a real fan and was paying attention, that match was fantastic. And no one's thinking about it because, you know, whether it's fair or not, at this point, I think everyone's kind of sheamus out to some degree. And we don't think about how actually good he is when he gets in there. Um, so I saw Corey Graves talking about it earlier, and I thought it was an interesting point. He thinks the Sheamus-Damian Priest match could be something really interesting to keep an eye on. Um, I am very curious about the future of the Mysterios. I am so here for Dominic turning on Rey Mysterio. that happens tonight? I think it happens tonight. If you saw last night and last week, man, Ray just keeps riding Dominic. He just won't get off Dominic's back. And then it showed them watching the Eddie Guerrero match with the custody on the line. And I wonder whether he brings that out and is like, yo, are you even my real dad? He has to. He has to. Like, he has to. Uh, you, know, you know me. I'm all, I, I think the reason is it's not that I'm a bad guy. In fact, I'm a great guy. Great guy. Great guy confirmed. Thank you. Great guy confirmed. I I love, I think we all do, those family, those personal, those romantic, those real-life relationships. There's just so much fun to be had in that. And in Ray and Dominic, man, they could do a year together of just awesome stuff. So that's, to me, something that could really get you a big ooh-ah moment. If Dominic takes the chair to Ray's back tonight, in front of 50,000 people at Allegiant Stadium.
2: That's gonna be a moment, and we need moments. It definitely is, but I mean, like you just said, we need moments. What moment is gonna to top last night though? I think sleeper match is a good question, but the, the big oh, elephant in the you're room- You're asking hard
1: questions, SGG. The
2: big elephant in the room is what happened last night. What can and, top last night? And what night? can they do to top now, let, last let's, night?
1: Now, let's talk about last night. I don't know if you guys are active on social media. I I had I had my share of negative comments on Twitter this week. Because I suggested that at his height, CM Punk was more over than The Rock and John Cena.
2: Now psychotic. No
1: one I did not get any tweets arguing about John Cena. Let's just be clear. No one argued about that. Because the truth is you can't really argue about it because when John Cena and the Rock and, and CM Punk were next to each other, side by side. Punk was clearly more over, and well, I don't mean more popular, here's the more point, over. Here's
2: the thing, though, P. Here's the thing. We just alluded to it a little bit over there privately. When you, t- when you throw out a word like over, you really have to define that term. Great point. Because CM Punk got cheered more than anybody at the time, including John Cena. But you, it's very hard to argue that John Cena's reaction and the merch sales and just him driving tickets and being a draw and putting butts in the seats... That anybody. That's a, it's, it's, a,
1: it's okay. So, so,
2: what is over? Would that's a great
1: point, and, and neither of us are the best ones to do it. You know, like, You're if, better than me. I am. But like if Dean Malenko was here, he could tell us how he sees it. We're just a bunch of Marks sitting in a bar looking at old wrestling shirts. But <laughs> God bless us, though. Yeah. God damn it. We move this whole thing. Do you want to be anywhere else? Would you want to be anywhere else? I would not want to be anywhere else. So, um, to me, it, there are two questions crowd reaction. And then merchandise and ticket sales.
2: Well, even like crowd reaction, if you just say... Well, no, let's, well, I understand
1: what you're about to say. We'll break that down separately because that has two parts. When it comes to merchandise and ticket sales, CM Punk never rivaled The Rock. That is clear. There's no conversation to be had. Or Cena. Or, or Cena, certainly with merchandise. I, but he, he did sell... Now, listen, at the, at the height, at, at the height, no one would ever argue he sustained for as long as The Rock, or as John... You know, let me just simplify it like this, okay? I'll lose the argument, I'm good. Oh, they were crushing you. That's No, and listen, by the way, <laughs> I, I don't care, that's fine. Crushing. Everyone got... So- by the way, the internet's a great, oh, an amazing place. If you ever badmouth CM Punk, they lose their mind. If you say CM Punk might have been even more over than The Rock, they lose their mind even more. So you, I, you cannot win with the internet. I'll just say this, I can only speak for myself. Who? Me. For me, the CM Punk moment in 2011, and dare I say he did it again last night, it's not about sustaining, it's not his legacy, it's not forever, but he's now had two moments that I personally felt in my soul, I'm sorry, I love these guys, more than anything The Rock or Cena ever did. And I know that is... I know that is a bold take with with
2: the shirt that you have on. I with the shirt on, that on. you have on. I adore. This. I adore the rock. The shirt I, that you have on. I, as you say, this. I watched every episode
1: of Young Rock. I cried at the finale. <laughs> I love the man. He was consistently a fantastic, a legendary superstar. Young Rock, great show. But by the way. Uh, you tell me. I'll give you time. And by the way, that doesn't mean I'm right. I, I, I'm not saying that means I'm right. No, this
2: is, this is what you said that made you 100% right, and then you ended the argument a little bit. The two key words, for me, to me. You're speaking for yourself. So if that's how you felt, who I, I would I would
1: want to know, though, what were the... Do you, I know everyone was thinking when I said it. What was the rock or Cena moment that you felt the way you felt the pipe bomb and last night? This one is this very one? close. He got a little help in this one. I, I mean, it was up there, but he got a little help. Punk sat there by himself in the ring with a microphone with no one else. This was 50-50, the two of the greatest of all so, time.
2: The rock, when the rock was doing Hollywood rock and coming out and doing those rock concerts, he had many promos and moments that, were, that got a lot of heat, and they are memorable. And, and funny. Were, and funny. That I would put next to the pipe bomb promo. The pipe bomb promo, people hold different because they think it was a shoot, and like it was a. It game. shocked us too. It, it was yeah, a shocking was. moment. But The Rock has many, many, many classic promos that we could stack up next to.
1: This is your life, oh, yeah. of course, was an amazing. Again, he had another great dance partner. And then, let's be clear, let's, Mick Foley again, let's who also, was bold.
2: Hold on. Let's also. Let's also well consider the fact that The Rock, throughout the years has popped up on WWE TV many times, surprise appearances, and the crowd would lose their minds.
1: Th- and that's ultimately why I'm wrong. It's, it's, it's what I ended up doing was conflating feelings, okay? The Rock is more over. He gets more reaction over a longer period and, of time from and more people. everywhere,
2: too. It's not like, because Punk can do it in Chicago, he can do it in New York. He can do it in the big. Right, the would house? it hit the
1: same in Des Moines? Right. Right, and that's fair. So, I, what, so. I, guess what, I guess what I said and how I would amend that would be to say, Punk's moments to me are really transcendent, iconic moments that to me, to me, in terms of what they represent and how they hit me as a wrestling fan, eclipse the fun-loving, great, memorable stuff of The Rock or John Cena. Even if they are greater... And moreover, superstars. I, go ahead. Oh, what a fair statement. Thank you. And the the and else, thanks. The difference between the pipe and anything
0: else that they've got that the other guys have done—Rock, Cena, Stone Cold—is that Punk broke the fourth wall, and he made it cool to break that fourth wall,
1: that, to, to kick out the babyface the the baby face and. That's how people started to understand, okay, this is what wrestling is now, and now, in and th- backstage. What's your name? Jo- uh, Giovanni. Giovanni, thank you. By the way, wipe off your mic. You're giving your mic to strangers, you psychotic lunatic. Although you seem like a great guy. Now, Giovanni, now, that's a great point. And I'll also argue you could, you could maybe even say that in the long run, do I even like that Punk did that? You know say, were the ramifications even good long term. I don't know.
2: They're still rebuilding that fourth wall. Like it it's been broken and what like we have situations like now where fans go into business for themselves, revolt Oh here comes Greg in the anti fan yeah, no, talk. It's true. An, anti anti evil, awful, terrible fans. The us fans, great guys. Oh great
1: guys. Yeah, yeah. Another fantastic cheap heat shirt, by the way. Would Stone, what's your name? Steve asks, would Stone Cold be doing his podcast if CM Punk didn't break the fourth wall? And I say yes. You think he would be doing it anyway?
2: I think, I think, I think this whole thing happens, like the podcast and all that stuff does still happen if CM Punk um, doesn't break the fourth wall. To the podcast point, the moment that I would point to that opened the gates for that, and of course, y'all see the shirt I'm wearing, is the screw job, right? That's the moment that made people more interested in what was happening backstage than anything else. So it wasn't the pipe bomb or anything like that. I think the screw job made people more interested in what was happening backstage. Yeah, I, I, I do
1: think, I, I agree. This, the screw job is the number one moment of what's really going on that we've ever had. I, I, think, I think the one thing we can all agree on, though, whether, whether Punk is in a conversation with the all-time greats or not. And by the way, I, I, listen, I don't necessarily think Punk's a great guy. I'm not like, you know, yesterday I had Heyman on uh, the K the show, and I asked him about it. And he was going off on me like I'm a Punk fanboy. I'm really not. Like I I am not. I don't think CM Punk's the sickest wrestler of all time. I think he's incredible on the mic. And I think what he does that's so special is that he's able to perform without putting on any airs. Like there's no, like John Cena and The Rock, great promos but when they get up there, it's almost like you're watching an actor put on a great show. CM Punk has this awesome ability, and I guess I appreciate this a lot as a radio guy, to really just turn up his straight up regular personality one tiny notch to where it's like, you swear he could be having a phone conversation when he's in there. Um, Although I will say a, a, a moderately warm take, I did not like the end of last night. He did not plan what the end was gonna be, and I thought he was like, yeah, and I'm back, and I'm back. I like kind of dropped the mic. If I'm nitpicking, it was a perfect thing until the last second, and it should have ended a little bit before that. But that was a moment, SGG. I mean, that was a moment that I am excited to see what the response is like for it. I think that this is good for the wrestling business in general.
2: Yeah, agreed. Agreed, because he was missed. Let's be honest. As much as, as much as people give him flack for for the Colt Cabana podcast and, and bashing people and being bitter, people did still want to hear that music hit, and people did still want to see him in the ring.
1: And God, what a difference it makes when a superstar retains their logo and they have music that can be purchased. You know how whack that would have been if he'd come back with some generic bootleg cult of personality and the
2: logo was slightly different? Like, the fact that it hit The exact same way. Well, that's the genius of his logo being the Chicago flag, basically, is that WWE could not take that from him. And, man, uh, I heard a question asked on
1: another podcast, and I thought it was from a listener. I thought it was a great question. Has any wrestler ever been more associated with a city than CM Punk is with Chicago? And maybe Bretton Calgary, but no. Not really, because he
2: ended up taking all of
1: Canada. Yeah, he became a Canada guy. That's He's a, true, know, though. He
2: does have a football team named after oh, no, the hockey, no, team. hockey team. The hockey team.
1: The Hitmen. Um but I but no. I mean, let's be honest, Chicago's more. Um anything? British Bulldog in London? No. JR in Oklahoma? Now, if I want to be a nerd, I'll say not a city. So yeah. He's out.
2: Texas is also not a city. Texas, not a
1: city. And by the way, what wrestler's not from Texas? I mean, like, that's almost an unfair. It's almost, when you really think about it, the level of how many greats there are from Texas, is unfair.
2: But ter- I'm proud of you guys for not saying Zack Ryder in Long Island, though. Shout out to you.
1: Lawler in Memphis. Memphis. that's a great point <laughs> Z- Zach Linder says the, the warrior pop in parts unknown that is a great point by the way everyone round of applause happy bachelor party to Zach Linder Zach-la party. <laughs> the Zachler party and by the way if anyone wants to buy a beer don't feel weird walking right through us we don't care we just want the bar to make some money um, so what else SGG are you, are you most interested in tonight and what do you expect we'll get from Edge and Seth Rollins
2: Edge and Seth Rollins, I think, somebody said match of the night. It definitely has that potential, for sure. Um, Because Seth Rollins, when he's in there with an excellent dance partner, I know you mentioned that term a lot with The Rock, but Seth Rollins, when he's in there with an excellent dance partner, could give you five stars, easily. And Edge, I mean, it's Edge. Edge is a legend. Edge could go with anybody, too. So those two together.
1: Uh, Does Edge need a win at this point? I know you don't often say that about a legend like... They don't need wins. They're fine. But at a certain point, when, I mean, he's not leaving tomorrow, right? Edge is no, supposed he's, to be he's here back for, for a while. He's back for a while. So he got stacked at WrestleMania, as we've heard many times from Roman Reigns. And then he got ripped off by Seth Rollins in the rematch. Doesn't it some, Edge can't just become a guy who loses at pay-per-views. Like, well, that's not why you bring him back.
2: I, I got to take the opposite point that I took with Jinder and uh, Drew match. I think either one of these guys benefits from a loss, right? Because they could both spin it and spiral and, and descend into madness and then do something that we've never even seen before, just uh, like another level of crazy that...
1: Well, that's a great point. So they, they, they sort of like toiled with Edge going back to Edge Edge, right. the opportunistic Edge. Uh, is it, isn't Edge much better as bad Edge than good Edge? yes. I mean, that's, yes. he, that's, which by the way, it's really funny. You know, everyone says, like, you know, the, it, our, my wrestling character, it's just me, turned up a bit. Edge is such a great bad guy, and he's such a great guy. <laughs> right. I know I said this on the podcast recently, but I was so, like, taken aback by it. My girlfriend and I were, after we went to the first SmackDown in front of an audience, we went to the hotel to go to bed, and, and we stopped in the bar to have a drink for a second and all the talent was leaving the hotel to go out somewhere and do whatever it was kind of like scurrying out to leave and your man edge was hanging out in the lobby with a bunch of a bunch of wrestling nerds dare i say it looks incredibly familiar and he was just he was just chilling with everyone the way we would want to get to kick it with him like he is so soaking up this moment so maybe that's part of the fun of him being a good guy for a while—is getting to get live the flowers, in that.
2: Get the and then
1: I think his run, run—it yeah. should be, it should be bad guy, terrible Edge. Not Hell, bring guy. back Lita. Evil Edge, evil
2: Edge. I, like we need evil Edge.
1: Listen, I would love that. I would take one. I would take one rated RKO um, pay-per-view. Yeah. I, I, I would. do all the bad stuff you could do with Edge. You look like you're about to ask a question. Did I read that wrong? Okay. What's your name? Chris, and you met Edge, met Edge at an indie show, at an indie show. In, 2004. in 2004. Okay. He oh, he was out with the neck injury but still signed to WWE. All We're all out here. He comes to pictures. And he just hung with everybody. He with every Dude, he's the, he's the real deal. Wow, Raven charged you $5 <laughs> for a picture.
2: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: Come on, Raven. <laughs> Did you, if you had a flock ID card, though, it's only $350. <laughs> um, but, that's, but honestly, that's the kind of guy Edge is. When you think about it, Edge is the beginning of the new generation of grew up, true, regular WWF wrestling fan nerd turned superstar edge and christian are like the beginning of yeah, that. Yeah,
2: you said they the you said they the beginning like they are the one and two, right? Cuz who's before them that was like I'm a fan. I love this And I'm a, I was, and I was like show. a regular little
1: kid who watched Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like, they, they are they are children of the 80s boom of pro wrestling.
2: Actually, now that I'm saying that, I guess Shawn Michaels would be that first, like, I was a fan and always wanted to do this.
1: But even but, that, he was watching the Von Ericks. He
2: was, he was watching he was, Flair. Like. He,
1: it, was, it was a different, he wasn't watching the polished wrestling right, right. that Edge and Christian were. Um, all right, guys, does anybody uh, have any random questions? If anyone has any random questions related to anything uh feel free to raise your hand and ask a question i'll let you buy shirts yes sir guy in the you have to guy oh wow to the
2: greatest, guy. greatest oh, guy that's a great question greatest what's your name guy
1: chris, chris from, maryland. from maryland where maryland bethesda. wow from bethesda I think, might, I think you might be the greatest guy yeah you sound like I a might. great guy have you uh where did you go to high school spalding in, in anne arundel county but you grew up in Bowie. Okay, got it. Wow, pleasure, man. Nice to meet you guys. Um, the greatest guy. So this is boring. I almost feel like we have to remove the new day, or it's not yeah. interesting. Yeah.
2: Because I was gonna say, is it? It's got to be Etor, right?
1: I, uh, I think that I think that Big E and Kofi, and I always feel bad because I never mentioned Xavier, who was a great guy. I just don't know him as well as I know Big E and Kofi. Co- yeah, this is because we're looking for the greatest. Man, I, I, I'll tell you what right now. Jericho, right? Kofi, not Jericho.
2: No, not, Jer- not really Jericho. Not ha- Jericho.
1: No. The, the greatest, worst guy in the biz. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Um, by the way, I'm so glad you just mentioned Jericho. I had a conversation with a, fr- a friend the other day. And the friends, they had a falling out with a very talented person. And as a result, they don't watch this talented person's great show. And I was like, man, I know like you don't like him, and he was a total dick to you guys. And I tried to make it better at the time, but I, I couldn't. But like, I was like, you're missing out on great stuff. And I was trying to think of I was trying to think of if I had an equivalent in my life, because I was like, it's not like it's not like for example when Charlemagne or Craig Carton has a show, I'm missing anything. Right. So I I I don't have any problem not watching. But like, if it was someone who I thought was actually brilliant and doing a show, I'm glad you brought up Chris Jericho because I do not like Jericho generally, <laughs> and to me he is must see TV. Like he's been an actual dickhead to my face, disrespectful in I've front of, I've seen it, in front I've of attractive <laughs> women, really, really mean, and I, and I. I honestly don't care when I watch him perform. Like, I just separate it completely. He's that good.
2: I can't. He's, he's a terrible guy.
1: He's, I know. Well, you're a very loyal friend. You love me more than I love myself. It's and very sad. He, and
2: and he's, he's washed up. He's out of shape. All shit. right. Well, let's
1: not. No, no.
2: Best, his best days are behind the Well, home. no.
1: The truth is, SGG was a huge Fozzie guy. And that's... one day, he was waiting outside of a Fozzie show with his older brother, it was in the freezing cold. He was out there for like 15 hours. He, his brother brought, he brought a starter cap for him to sign, yeah. and Fozzie just walked right past him without even saying a word.
2: No, no. They said, they said look at this dork. That's what
1: they said. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. I'm, I haven't answered the question. <laughs> Greatest guy in the business not named as part of the new day. <sighs> I got to tell you, it is a, there's a, maybe this is a bad sign, but there's a lot of great guys in the wrestling business. Um, throw out a name and I'll tell you if they're in consideration for greatest guy. JBL. JBL? No. I love, listen, I love JBL beyond belief. He's not in the running for greatest guy. There was definitely a time when Lawler, not in the conversation for greatest guy. Oh, Mark Henry? Mark Henry's up there for greatest guy. The only problem is I can't give it to Mark because even though he's maybe my closest friend in the wrestling business, if you accidentally touch his shoulder and he's not prepared, oh he will kill God. you. So, yeah, you've had that experience? Yeah, if,
2: I've, seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, no, so I
1: love him, but it rules him out of the greatest guy conversation. Heyman? Absolutely not. So far, the, and I love him. Hold on, you guys have to remember, we're talking greatest guy. So, like, Heyman's a great guy, but, I mean... It's Paul-E, guys. We, Dusty Rhodes, I did not... He sounds like the world's greatest guy. I don't think I ever even had the pleasure of meeting Dusty Rhodes, sadly. K.O.? K-O? Is this intentionally... We're trying to guess <laughs> people who are not going to be on the list? K.O., he's a great guy, but you know his personality. He's not, like... He's not warm and fuzzy. I heard somebody say Triple H. Triple H is a great guy, but he's like a boss. I don't interact with him in a way... It's a very respectful... Charlotte's a "Great guy." Bobby Lashley, great guy. Oh, our truth is clearly in the running for greatest guy, even though, even though he broke, even the hotel hotel room. he broke, he broke the law. Yeah. And when stealing my title, he broke, he violated my entire essence as a human being. At least two felonies. I have to have security in my hotel rooms to this day because I felt so uncomfortable with that. Um, I feel like we should just leave it at the New Day. Maybe that's the safest place to go. But I'm telling you, but Mick Foley's a great guy. Samoa Joe. Oh, oh, Joe is a great guy. Samoa Joe. That's a, gr- Samoa Joe is a great, great guy. guy. Oh, I got to tell you, Montez. Great guy? Oh, my. Montez is the highest level great guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's GG BB&B. Oh, my God. He's, no, he is. He's a very rare GG and b which you do not see every day. <laughs> they're, they're all, no, they're, I, I know it makes it sound, I, now that everyone you suggested, I shot down immediately, but no, there are so many people that are, that are awesome. Any other questions? That was a good one. Ooh, so, Sorry, my bad. So, Cena Roman, Cena, we know that tonight's a one-off. W- probably a one-off, yes. Probably, we don't know. But. What's next for Roman? Roman's not going anywhere. All right, so uh, you're going under the assumption that Roman will win, and if, and if Roman wins, where does he go, assuming Cena... Cena leaves, where does Roman go? Well well everyone's people are shouting The Rock. You you guys, so you guys think The Rock's gonna show up tonight? So if 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 The Rock doesn't show up tonight, he's not next. Like there would have to be something literally next Friday. Where where do we go next Friday? I,
2: fe- I feel like Finn is a good a good little placeholder until they get to Survivor Series. So it'll probably be Finn.
1: I don't know, man. I can't decide whether what they just did with Finn shows us like that that's... Maybe you're right, and they will do that, but I feel like the way that whole thing just played out makes Finn not credible as a legit opponent for him. I don't know that Finn could be it. Show, now, that could be interesting. If Finn... Wait, is that, a, is that an announced match? No, but I'm saying he's got a re- MSG show September 10th if Finn were to beat John Cena and then challenge... By the way, when is that? That's two weeks after this? Three Three. three weeks. That's three weeks after this. That's a very good question. Um, And also, where do we go with the rest of the bloodline story? You know, do the Usos? I assume the Usos will retain under this world in which the Mysterios break up. I would think the Usos retain. Maybe they don't, though. Maybe the Maybe the Mysterio breakup gets held off. The Usos retain. I mean, uh, the the Risterios win, the Usos lose their titles, and Roman's disappointment leads to a story with Jimmy or Jay. Like, that's the nice thing about what you have with Roman right now. He can always reach back into that storyline with his cousins because they're never good. Um, What other questions, guys? Anything else? Bear is fantastic. I saw a report yesterday from his dog walker that he walked nearly a mile, pooped and peed, and was an angelic dog.
2: What more could you ask for? What
1: more could you ask for? Great question, sir. Have I ever met Vince, and when he's gone, will wrestling fans truly appreciate him?
2: Oh, we were just watching a video of you we're, and Vince.
1: Yes, the, 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 the longest meeting I've ever had with Vince McMahon is on YouTube. Um, it, it was at, he was promoting the uh, Win Vince McMahon's Millions or whatever. Oh, the Billionaire McMahon's, or whatever? The McMahon's Millions. Yeah. When the money came down, whatever. He was promoting that, and there, at that time, they would do press conferences pretty regularly in New York. This was actually sort of the origins of me starting my relationship with WWE and getting to interview a lot of people at one time, um, because at that time, there was not a lot of mainstream media showing up. I mean, quick quick history lesson, because I think that the internet um, wrestling journalists of the world may not be aware of this, because there are so many now who make a living writing about wrestling. Journalists. Journalists, of course. Well, listen, I... On poli- for political reasons, I never want to diss the media, but God, the wrestling journalists are tough. But at this time, 10 years ago, when I tell you that Sam Roberts and I were and the... Sam, me right? and Sam Roberts were the guys out with cameras interviewing people. Um, before that, you had Ardo Cal. He was doing a show in Canada. Yep. Um, there were different people who existed in different places, but like at this time, there was barely any mainstream media. And me and Sam... I mean, I was on the Hot 97 Morning Show, and Sam at that time was a, a, a bit character on O and A, and a producer, and we were the mainstream sort of media coming to these events, besides like a quick hit with the local news, um, and so I got to, they they gave me Vince for like five minutes, I, I asked him for a job, um, and he was like, oh damn it, you could come up to, come to Connecticut sometime, come find me, and and I remember this is so this is so crazy. So at that time, I was insane, and I was pursuing everything with such reckless abandon that I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. So I, was, I, I reached out to a contact I had at WWE who I no longer have, and he was basically like, if you show up there, if you actually do that, I will make sure you never do anything with WWE ever again. Wow. Yeah, by the way... Not a great By the way, he hasn't worked there for years. I've now been there for five years, something like that, so... also well that ends well, but that's why I didn't go, because I was going to show up with a camera and be like, he asked me to, to come here, blah, blah, blah. But i got to tell you, in my conversation with him, he was a great guy. Um, I, I think people already appreciate Vince. I mean, I, I think people... Listen, he's a complicated character. I don't think anyone disputes that. We all know there's a series coming out about the complexities of his character, and I'm sure there will be non-WWE-sanctioned stories that are told about the complexities of his character. But ultimately, whether you love him or hate him, he is, we, we talk Mount Rushmore all the time, he's the single most important person ever in the history of professional wrestling.
2: Yeah, yep.
1: You can love him, you can hate him, he's absolutely the number one most important person. Every single character, basically, that we say we love we can argue what part he played in either their character being developed or us being exposed to that character. Yeah. Um, he created the what? Yeah, he kind of he sculpted the Mount Rushmore. It's true. So, um, not to mention, you know, my favorite thing about Vince was his character when it was at its best. What I loved, my personal favorite quality about Vince McMahon, and this applies to Shane and Stephanie as well, their ability to get down in the dirt to show the people who work for them that they care as much as you do. Like, as an employee, like, I'm, I'm no boss. I've been an employee my whole life in entertainment. As an employee, you want to see that the people you work for are willing to get down. And those people have physically hurt themselves badly, embarrassed themselves with storylines that are insane. They were willing to do everything they asked their talent to do. And I think that's the biggest compliment I would pay Vince McMahon. Yeah,
2: cuz even last year with with Gronk, didn't Vince like jump off a scaffolding or something like that to show Gronk that it was all right? Oh yeah, I heard about that.
1: And he's what 73 years old at the yeah. time.
2: Yeah. And even like as far as fans appreciate Vince, I think I think he definitely does get appreciated a lot because as much as people bitch and complain about the city Oh, they he pop makes, when that
1: music hits. Yeah, I've been there for that. When that
2: music hits, he gets all the flowers and the If that music hits tonight, along.
1: it'll be one of the biggest pops of the night. Any other questions, guys? Who returns tonight? I, I have no information. My, I think Becky's the safest pick. I hope there's someone else. I, I and I'll be so excited. By the way, great guy. But I would, I would, I would love for Becky to come back. But I hope we also get someone else. See, the hard-hitting questions have popped up. Um, Statement on Shoemaker. Will Shoemaker's ringer deal with WWE? So guys, our our former compadre and current uh, friend and sometimes participant in our group chat, um, maker of fine foot, fit, footwear, David Shoemaker and the ringer have signed a deal to be the exclusive home of WWE podcast. So first of all, round of applause for Shoemaker, man. Word. Word. He's, first of all, one of the only true wrestling journalists that exists. I mean, that's and I, I'm even including myself. I'm not, I'm not a journalist. I'm, a, I'm an interviewer. I'm a broadcaster. He's a journalist. He's the real deal. Um, I'm incredibly excited. Um, there have been, at multiple times, conversations about uh, a, a reuniting, if you will. And I would love that those conversations would pick up again. It, you look at it, they're the home of WWE. They're adding after the bell. My question is, though, would the Cheap Heat Universe still be excited if Cheap Heat was a part of the Ringer and WWE podcast? Hey,
2: come on. Yeah. Let's do it.
1: Good because we desperately need to get paid for this podcast what. <laughs> okay. All right, anything else? Love it. Dope. Okay. Uh, he, uh, got it. So, so was he was so you like interviewed Matt we could do. Well so you interviewed Matt Riddle and you had 10 minutes with him and you're saying he stayed in character too much? He was just playing like, bro, like... All right, well, two things. I don't know Matt Riddle. Here he's a great guy. Um, But he... The only thing I know about Matt Riddle is that everyone has told me that, first of all, that is him. So he's barely different. I mean, I think he's a little smarter than the character they portray on TV. But I think, number one, he is that. And number two, that's one of the great challenges of establishing yourself as an interviewer in this business. Um, I still struggle with that because... You know, Heyman came on the K show yesterday, and I'm not going to immediately start asking inside baseball questions when he's on this big mainstream platform, and we know that Heyman likes to stay in character a lot. So, honestly, that's just a matter of experience and connecting with people and asking questions in a way that, like, never showed disrespect for their craft never directly acknowledge that their character may not be authentically them. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's one of the real complications of working in this business. And, like, you know, the kickoff shows are a lot of fun, but a lot of people don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm doing mental gymnastics every time I talk on that show because it's like how can I convey a point that I feel like fans on a deeper level will understand whilst living inside of a world where this is a straight-ahead show. So I'm not going to lie. It's really one of the unsung sort of hard things about wrestling interviewing because if you come out as a new Jack and you just straight up ask someone like, hey, so what's it really like? That That's offensive. And, and, and when people get that, you know, when they do like a, a local TV morning show and they treat them like it's everything, like they know it's a work and they're smarter than the business is, yeah, it's offensive. And you're an indie wrestler, you, don't, you would never disrespect a business like that. So I would say just be mindful, smart, and try to find things that you can point out that they've done recently that you really liked. Like that's always, like even interviewing artists, it's like you tell an artist you love an album cut on their most recent project because they're tired of hearing about their old shit. They know their old shit's fire. They're trying to sell their new shit. So if you're like, oh my God, I loved when you had that match with Mick Foley in 2000 it's like, that's cool, but I had a match last week. Um, so that, that would be my recommendation. See, there you go. You just gotta give them something that, that, that they'll relate to. Guys, we gotta wrap it up, uh, at least the talking part. Everyone, buy shirts, Thank you. buy a beer. Thank you all for we'll coming take out. some pictures
0: for a little bit. Thank you all for coming out. Dipperstein, get well.